Hi, I'm April Lovett. And I'm Daryl Lovett. We've been together for six years, and we have a sweet and sassy little girl, an adorable and talkative little boy, and our fur child, our dog, Lainey. <laughs> oh. That's funny, huh? Hi, I'm April Lovett. And I'm Daryl Lovett. We've been together for six years, and we have a sweet and sassy little girl, an adorable and talkative little boy, and our fur child, our dog, Lainey. That's right. We also work our nine-to-five jobs together, we teach together, and we own the Lovett Company. We do so much together, and we wanted to share some of our tips and tricks for living out our 24-7 relationship. That's right, a relationship that is all day, every day. Plus, we wanted to share with you how we managed to run our business alongside full-time jobs and still find time for kids, chores, and fun. So in this podcast, the Success in Black and White podcast, we will talk about navigating the gray in life. So get ready, get ready, get ready. We're going to be bringing to you real talk concepts every week as we share some of our stories, best practices, as well as talk to guests about how they found success by doing extraordinary things in their everyday lives. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Let's Try Again. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Success in Black and White. The podcast. The podcast. We are back in the house. We are back live one more again for the people. (laughs) We are. We're always back alive for the people. That's right. Yeah. Every week. That's right. So this week... We are talking about... What are we talking about? Stupidity. Oh my goodness, stupidity. (laughs) We're talking about stupidity. So what we're actually talking about is learning and personal development and self-growth and just kind of all of those things. So we're not learning about stupidity, we're learning how to not be stupid. Right. Okay, cool. We're learning how to not be stupid. All right, I got it. And I want everybody to see what's going on on YouTube because tonight I'm wearing my thinking cap. You are wearing your thinking cap. You know, I bring something different to the people every time we do a recording. And tonight I got on my thinking cap. It looks good. Yeah. So for everybody that's listening in, if you get a moment, go and look at our recap or look at the full episode and you'll get to see my thinking cap. Yeah. It looks great. Yeah. Yeah. The bomb diggity. Yeah. I got my thinking cap on for learning. The bomb. Bomb. Bomb diggity. Diggity. Yeah, no doubt. No (laughs) doubt. Um, Okay, so we're going to jump right into our topic. Okay. And we're going to talk a lot tonight about the steps to learning, essentially, or self-growth, self-development. Self-development, self-growth. The things that you can do to help improve yourself as a person, right? So we've got three different steps to this. And of course, we're going to, you know, talk through all of these and give examples and all of the good stuff that we always do. Um, But the first one we want to talk about is in the how not to be stupid category. (laughs) You have to learn things, right? Right. And so we really want to talk about why learn besides not being stupid, which nobody wants to be. So other than not being stupid... Why learn? Why learn? I think that's a good place to start. Yeah. And I would love for you to start and kind of tell us your perspective on why 
why learn? And essentially, why is self-growth and self-development so important to you as a person? And why should it be important to all of us? Right. So for me and for everyone else, to learn is to continue to grow as a person and in your skill set. Mm-hmm. And the more you learn, the more, the more information that you have, the more knowledge that you have, and the more information and the more knowledge that you have, the better you can position yourself for success. You know, I always talk about positioning yourself Well, one of the best ways is to make sure that you have an up on everyone in information and in knowledge. So I think that is the number one reason as to why you should want to learn more. Okay, so just like whatever field you're in. Yeah, whatever field you're in, um, whatever goals you have, whatever you're trying to accomplish. So for an example, Mm -hmm. for us, when we started the podcast, neither of us knew how to do that. (laughs) Right. No. So we wanted to position ourselves to be successful yeah, in putting out a good quality yeah. podcast. So what did we do? We went and we educated ourselves we and did. we learned mm-hmm. all the best practices, the ins, the outs of how to record, how to edit, how to host, how to cast. Um, so I think as an example of learning and why to learn is because we had a goal Mm -hmm. we wanted to put out a podcast and in order for us to do that with the very limited knowledge that we had so daryl's being very generous and including me in all of this we did did do it together but i want the people to really understand who is the show producer yeah and it's not me yeah definitely we don't outsource it so the other factor here is daryl it's me yes So he has been, I mean, he essentially, I was the one who said, let's do a podcast. (laughs) Yes. And he was like, what? Like, why? And I said it. And then he was the one who took on basically all the heavy lifting. So all I do is help come up with content and outlines and like, what are we actually going to talk about? He has to do literally everything else. That's but you a lot, educated though. yourself. Yeah, I definitely educated right? myself because and I learned. There's a lot of tech. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of um, figuring out how the sound needs to go. You have to have right. good audio quality. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just so much that you have to learn and put yourself in a position that if you want to have a good, decent podcast and you want it to sound good and you want people to continue to listen, right. yes, you have to have good content and to talk about things that people can take away. But you have to have, like, you are almost a perfectionist sometimes when it comes to sound quality. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad thing. No, it is not because... Sometimes it is. I'll talk about that a little bit later. Oh, wow. <laughs> but for the most part, it's not a bad thing, right? And this is a good... If y'all are watching, y'all just saw me sit back <laughs> like, wow, that was just like, boom. I know, but you Below know the belt. No, 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 no. I think it's really good that we have good good quality. And honestly, you had to educate yourself on how to do that because there are podcasts. I'm not going to knock anybody's podcast, but there are podcasts that all tune in. And if the audio is, I can't hear very well, then I'm usually not going back to that podcast, even if the content is good, because I don't feel like I'm going to be able to hear what the content is. Right. So um, I commend you for doing that. But how in that process, like, where did you go to get those resources? Because I will say, I mean, I'm part of this team and I'll tell you guys, we did not pay or outsource anybody to do this for us. So it's completely possible to do some of these things to learn the tech. And this is not your background. No, it's not a recreation facilitation and like during the day. 
Yeah, like I have a little tech edge yes. to me. But I've never seen so much of it before until yeah. now. And you really had to educate yourself. So where Definitely. were some of these resources that you went to in order to grab these hard skills for this particularly? Absolutely. So I went, obviously, everyone or most people, majority of the people have access to the Internet. <laughs> and that's where I went. Okay. Um, and I had an opportunity to also do some um, online reading. And, you know, they have the dummies to start in the podcast and the how to's. Yeah. Um, so I went in my library online and pulled up some books and read through those pretty thoroughly. And um, some of the podcasts that we listen to and some of the people that we follow um, that also inspires and motivates us. Yeah. Leaves us very valuable information to help us get through this. Yeah. Sometimes gr- good. Like we'll listen to your podcast and be like, the mm-hmm. sound quality was awesome and their content, and their takeaway was awesome. Right. And then sometimes we listen and we're like, oh, we love this person, but that was awful. Yeah, that was awful. <laughs> you know, and you know, yeah. not to put anybody down, but it really does. It makes a big difference when you talk about sound quality and quality of podcast. So I just want everybody to know because he's very generous in saying, like, <sighs> I appreciate and we it. do, we are a team, but honestly, you are doing the heavy lifting with producing. Yeah. Really, truly. Yeah. And I know we're going to talk about it later um, in the, in this episode, but just trial and error. Like yeah, sometimes I just sat down and hooked up the microphone and just recorded myself saying nonsense right. and just playing it back and messing with the different fe- features and settings to see how it sounded and what came out and what was produced from it. Yeah. Um, so that was also another way just through experience. Yeah. And I'll say there was one point where we were both, this was probably, this is right after I got my mic. So during Christmas and yeah. we were both laying on the couch and we wanted to try out headphones. And so it was probably an hour. Like if anybody was just watching us from the outside in, they probably would have thought we were crazy because we're like singing like random songs. Like we're just testing everything out so we could try it out the way that we needed to. But we just looked ridiculous, like not talking to each other, looking at our mics. It was just really funny. So I just wanted to commend you for that. And I think that that is a really good point is that you can learn you can teach yourself a lot of things. A lot of things can be self-taught because we have this amazing thing called the internet and we have these other amazing things called the libraries, you know? I don't know if everybody goes there, but... Wow. But it's true, you know? Yeah, and I I like one of the things that you say um, often, no one is going to do it for you. Mm. Um, and, and, And I like that you say that and every time you say it, I'm like, Gosh, that's motivation for me, you know, because sometimes you wait or you want to find those people or ways to get people to help you with it or do it for you. Mm -hmm. And like you said, I do it all with the extent to some engineering things that we have done. And we do have a person for that. But for the majority of the recording, the editing, the hosting, posting, um, I do most of that and no one's going to do it for me. Right. So if I want to do it, I have to know how to do it. And if I don't know how to do it, I have to learn how to do it. I think that podcasting is really a great example. Um, I want to know for, based on your thoughts, like mm-hmm. that's a really great example of some hard skills that right. it, there's a great way you can go to the internet, you can go to the library, you can find you know online resources to help mm-hmm. you with hard skills, no matter what it is. Do you think that there are universal transferable skills that everybody could develop, no matter what field you're in, no matter what you're actually going to work on? 
Um, yeah, I definitely think there are skills. And when you're talking about positioning yourself, mm-hmm. um, that's surrounding yourself with the right people. And when I say that, it doesn't necessarily have to be physical. Um, so like how I said, we listen to other people's podcasts, right. um, review in and tune into other people. Um, so surrounding yourself with people that are going to help you right. continue to grow and continue to develop. And that is something that's transferable anywhere. That's true. And yeah. the way that I do it now, like I said, is most of it is online. Like I'm watching other people's videos. Yeah. I'm watching other people's how to's. I'm listening to other people. But also when I do get a chance, like our engineer who obviously isn't local to us anymore. Right. Um, I, I sat down and talked to him for probably about 45 minutes about just um, volume, con- volume controls and right. levels and um, surrounding yourself with those people and putting yourself in contact with those people, whether it be physical, uh, in person, or if it's online through other opportunities. Uh, I think that's very important. I think that's transferable all the way across. Um, also finding something that um, you are passionate about and that mm-hmm. you have um, interest in or it's based around your skill set or based around your gift. Um, I think that's very important to build and to work around that. And when you talk about transferable, if you're passionate about it, or if it's around your skill set or your gift, it's something you want to continue to grow in regardless. So surrounding yourself with the right people, making sure that the focus of what you're learning or what you want to do is based around your skill set. Your gifts um, are very important. And then another very soft skill that I think is important is um, it's kind of on the technical side, but it is a soft skill. And it's about um, your mindset, you know, making sure that it's in your mind that you're going to grow and you're going to develop. And it's a part of who you are and it's a part of how you think. I agree. And we just did two weeks ago um, a podcast episode on reprogramming your mindset. Yeah. And I think that some of those tips and tricks, especially like lately, we've gotten really into affirmations to help change our mindset. And that has really, really helped. Um, So I agree. I think changing your mindset. And for me, I would add on to that, that Um, and this is kind of almost in the affirmation phase. It's kind of, it's almost, if you would have asked a younger version of me about this next thing I'm going to talk about, I would have been like, you are crazy. That's hokey. (laughs) I'm not going to do that. But to me, envisioning like the person I want to be like in great detail, like down to how do I want to portray myself? How do I want to walk? How do I want to talk? How do I want to come across to people? And then really practicing to be in that to to become that person basically is almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy slash affirmation that yes I can do this I can be this if I want to be a great podcaster I'm telling myself I want to be a great podcaster like just to go back and use that example we've been using and then I grow into exactly what I want to do do you guys think that it's easy for us to come in and to be vulnerable in front of the thousands and thousands of people that listen to us every week? It's not super easy to be that vulnerable. We mm-hmm. had to teach ourselves that and we had to affirm and we had to kind of step into we want to be those people for you so that we can provide valuable advice. Um it's not easy for me to be on video or to be on camera. And it was so funny because I was talking to people I work with about this and I, and we were, we were actually at a one day retreat. And so we were going through some of these things like a little more 
personable, a little more vulnerable just to get to know each other. And we talked about like, what it, what is one of your greatest fears? I think it was. And I was like, one of mine, honestly, is being on camera, like in front of a camera and be listening to myself talk. And they, it was, there's three of us in this team in the office (laughs) and they both laughed. They thought that was so funny because they watch us on video. They listen to our podcast and they're like, you're, you're lying. And I'm like, no, that is a learned skill. Every single week, every single day, I have to practice being comfortable in front of the camera. So like, if you watch me on Instagram, I'll go post a video. I try to do it once a day now, post a video to Instagram. So I become more comfortable with it because it's not in my nature to be comfortable, like being on camera. So I think some of those things like pushing yourself, envisioning who you want to be, envisioning what you want to do and what skills you want to bring to the table. And then living into those skills is so important. And then finding the resources. Oh yeah. The resources. Very important. Yeah. And then the other thing for me, and this is um, just going back to kind of the mindset and the you're responsible for your own development. And then what you talked about in finding resources within people. Mm -hmm. So you may be responsible for your own development, but you have to have accountability people. You have to. Definitely. Like for me. Daryl is my accountability person. He's my number one accountability person, especially when we talk about the business, when we talk about me personally, we talk about my my um, personal goals, about our relationship goals. He's my person for that. I have other people at work. So my direct supervisor is an accountability person for me when we talk about analyzing data because I don't always know what I'm doing, but she knows better. So you have to find those accountability people and use them as your resources. Very close to what Daryl said. I completely agree. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and you are my accountability person as well. And then I have other people just like you do. My best friend, my brother, he holds me accountable because he checks in, he listens in and he's like, all right, I heard this. What do y'all have going on? Tell me a little bit more Mm -hmm. about this. Where can I go to find out additional information about this? And I'm just like, oh, man, stop listening to us so much. (laughs) Stop paying attention for a second. But I I, I love it, it, though, because for me, I'm like, I know he's going to check in. I know he's going to ask those questions. So I have to make sure that I'm on my game and and that's holding me accountable. And I and I love that. And I appreciate him for that. Just like I love you and I appreciate you for that. Um, The only difference is I see you every day. So like the I guess the level of accountability is just a little bit different. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there are just some moments. I mean, even at lunch today, you held me accountable for something. And I was like, hmm, okay. Like the level is always there. Yeah, definitely. So I want to talk about the second, um, I guess, principle of how not to be stupid. Really this (laughs) idea of learning and self-growth. Right. right? (laughs) But this one is my favorite one because it has to do with attitude and eagerness of learning, of learning about yourself, of learning new skills, of learning new resources. And so the principles really learn as much as you can, as often as you can. Yeah. Yeah. So talk about this to me. Like, how does this transpire for you and why why would this be so important for you particularly? And then I can, of course, talk about for me why. So I don't know. I think we might have differences about this. Right. Um, because, <laughs> yeah, because you did say um, learn 
uh, what you say, learn as much as you can, as often as you can. Yes. Um, which is the principle. Which is the principle. Yes, I agree with the principle. Okay. Just the approach. Our approaches might be different. Oh. I'm okay. more on the side of learn as much as you can. Okay. Um, the as often as you can. I'm kind of like on the fence about. The only reason why is because I'm a very like in depth type learner. You are, yeah. And if I learn as much as I can, as often as I can, I don't think I'll be able to get through all of the content or what I need to learn. Hmm. So I, I want to learn as much as I can, but as often, maybe not so much because it takes okay. me a little bit more time to grasp concepts. And I like to get into the weeds or into the depth of what I'm learning. So I feel like if it's as often as you can, it's like, learn, 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 go, 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 go. I'm like, no, 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 no. Slow down. Pump your brakes. Not as often as I can. Let me take a minute. Let me learn this. Let me make sure I understand this. Let me make sure I can apply this. Okay, I'm good now. On to the next thing. Learn as much as you can about the next thing. What is this about? Did I learn it? Can I apply it? Can I teach someone? Can I tell someone? Good. So maybe I'm misunderstanding that as often as you can in my head, when it says as often as you can, it's like, all right, learn this. Okay, good. Got that. Okay, go learn this. Okay. That's good. Got that. Learn. I'm like, no, 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 no. I want to make sure that I learn it. I want to make sure I can apply it. I want to make sure that I can teach someone. I want to make sure that I can explain it. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that I know it in depth in and out. Um, so that's learning as much as I can. Now, if I go through that process as often as I can, then that's great, but it's probably going to be a little bit slower than you because you're a, you read faster than me. You comprehend faster than me. So for you learning, it's probably a lot faster than me. You can give us a book and you can give her like two weeks and she'll be done with it. You give me two weeks. I'll just be highlighting probably on page 10. <laughs> That's just the way that it is. That's and she loves reading and she gets books and she's fly through those suckers and then she can tell you all about it. And I'm like, no, no, no. Don't talk to me. I'm on chapter two right now. Thank you. It's true. <laughs> so 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 I, I do agree with the principle and I do believe in the principle. And when you talk about as often as you can, if it's within my process, then yes, okay. as often as I can. So I think that's a really I'm glad you made that point. OK, because I think that showcases different personalities. Yeah. And and different learning styles. So for me, so you're right. For me, I learned very early. So growing up. All I really did was read books. Like, if anybody wants to go check in with my mother, she will tell you, like, mama will tell you that all April was doing was reading from the age that I could read up until, honestly, probably I graduated high school. And then even in college, like, definitely the first few years when I wasn't studying, my pastime, I would rather read than watch TV. So don't forget where you're going. Hey, if you're listening right now, Follow me on any social media platform and send me a DM and ask for me to send you a picture of her book collection. I got you. If you don't believe what she's saying, follow me on social media, any platform and DM me and ask me for a picture of her um her books and i will send them to you but half of them are in the attic exactly i'll (laughs) climb up in the attic pull those books down so y'all can see her book collection because it is massive and she's done the same thing to our daughter yeah her bookshelf we have a lot of is packed so when it's time for story time at night 
I'm just like, baby, just pick one. Even, t- even today, when I stopped by your office and you're like, you seriously have two or three. We boxes just had of this conversation today. <laughs> Can you get him out of my office? She, I thought she wasn't understand what I was saying. I was trying to be very inclusive <laughs> and very nice about it and informative. And she was just looking at me, and I thought she caught a little attitude with me. <laughs> And at first I was sour about it. And when she walked out the office, I talked about her behind her back. But I was like, all I'm asking you is if you're not going to use these books anymore here, my office is not the best place for them. And you can't find anywhere. I'll help you find somewhere. And if you don't need them here, let's take them home and let me put them in the attic with the rest of your books. (laughs) So anyway, my point to all of this is that it made me a very fast learner. Okay. (laughs) It did. I'm a very fast learner. But I want to stress that the reason that I say different personalities, and this is good, and this is especially good for us being a couple and being a team, is that being a fast learner is not always a good thing. It's very advantageous in some circumstances, but it doesn't always translate to quality. And so that's where a lot of times you come in because I'll be like, well, I learned this. It's great. But it might be very surface level because I was learning as quickly as I could. Right. And so you come in and you're like, well, what about this? And what about this? And what about this? And did you think about this? And I'm like, where did you learn all this? And you're like, I just read the same book as you. And I'm like, oh. (laughs) So there are times that it can be a disadvantage if I'm not thorough enough. And I've learned this over the years. And so I try to temper it. But it doesn't always work because I'm a fast thinker. I'm a fast talker. I'm a fast reader. I'm a fast learner. So I, I... I think that's interesting. Yeah. Um, But I don't think it's a bad thing. And I think Mm. that that would be a suggestion too, is yes, learning for self-growth and self-development is important. When you talk about accountability partners, it's good to have somebody with an opposite personality as you so that they can check you with, okay, you said that you're doing this for your self-growth and you said that you're trying to learn this and you said that you're going to be performing this or taking action on this. But did you do it this way or did you think about doing it this way? And then that way you have different perspectives, right? Right. I agree with that. Yes. So talk to me about what else this means for you when you talk about your attitude and eagerness and basically how to learn what kinds of things for that or what kinds of things for you does that mean? Um, I think that when you're talking about attitude and eagerness to learn and how to learn, there are just different ways to do that. And I know for me, Um, I am a learn through experience type person. So my experiences is a lot of times where I learned the most. So when I was talking about the podcast and we're using that as the example, and I'll stay with that throughout. um, I like I said earlier, I sat down and I recorded myself and I had to kind of experience and go through the motions and see what it was like and what it sounded like in order to figure out those right set points. So for me, I had to experience it. I watched all the videos and they were great and they helped me in the initial phases. And I listened to the podcast and and they helped me in those initial phases. But when it was time to actually do it, I had to experience it myself and go through the process and listen back and play with and adjust those set points and those um, levels to make sure that I got it in a place that we were okay with. Right. And Um, I think this is something that we talk about often, especially with our backgrounds and the work that we do, is that we truly believe that everybody 
everybody, every person, like you can learn in different methods and styles. Right. But to truly grasp a concept really takes experiential learning. Mm -hmm. So what you were talking about is that you can learn from books. And I mean, this is why in med school you have to do rounds and you have not rounds. You have to do um, residency. Thank you. Residency Mm -hmm. different. You know, you're getting different experiences in med school because you have to get the experience to truly let what those skills and what that knowledge that you gained in school is sink in and be applicable. Right. And so I think that's smart. And I, th- I think that is definitely something to consider when you talk about, you know, your eagerness and your how to. Definitely. And and then just to follow up with that, um, even though that way works best for me, I also still have to remember that I have to engage in the other ways to learn um, because they give you a different perspective and, and different outlooks on the information. So the reading, even though I read a lot slower than you, when I take the time to read and how I comprehend the information, it'll be different than me being out there because I might miss something or I might not think about something in enough depth. So when I read, it helps me. So those other areas that you may not appreciate more or that you may not be, um, you know, better in, you still have to make sure that you kind of keep yourself accountable in those other ways because they do give you different perspectives and they give you different outlooks. So the reading, the online courses or the um, webinars and different things like that. I hate those things. (laughs) But when I go through those to be engaged with other people and to get feedback from other people, whether it's live or not, them giving their feedback, it gets me to thinking differently. And also it gets my mindset and my perspective a little bit different because it's in a different setting. Right. I have to apply myself differently and I have to think differently. So I learn more and I learn things differently, which is growing, which is self-developing. So that's the additive that I would give to that topic. And I also want to add, because you listen to a lot of podcasts, right? um, both by force and because (laughs) you want to. Right. (laughs) Like I'm always listening to podcasts. I'm always listening to podcasts. Like literally I get up in the morning and I'm like, which podcast do we need to inspire us this morning? Definitely. Um, So by default and because you want to. So I'm curious if we look at, let's take the podcast um, example off the table for a second. Okay. About general self-growth and self-development. Right. One of the questions that I get a lot are what are recommendations for books podcasts, um, maybe online resources that you would recommend for people who are really looking for like self-growth or self-development. Like what are some of your favorite books for that or podcasts or online resources for that? Definitely. So, I mean, and you know this, Ed Milet. I love Ed Milet. That's my dude. I know. He's one of my favorites. Um, yeah. So like Lewis House too. Yeah. Lewis House is good too. too. Um, and then obviously Eric Thomas, E.T., yeah. The hip hop preacher. I, I don't I, listen to him as much. But. Right. I listen to him because I like the dynamic of his team and they all give different perspectives. And also they all give different tones because E.T. is like hyped up and ready yeah. to go and, and motivating and inspiring yeah. all the time. And then he comes in with, you know, other members of his team that do the podcast and they like me. They chill. They calm. They're like, hey, get this information real quick. I ain't going to knock you upside the head with it, but I'm going to let you get it. Yeah. Um, so those are those are definitely some of the ones that are 
inspiring um, personal development and they cover a wide range of topics, too. Um, so it's not just about, you know, specific things. It's about how to be successful in general in yeah. your life, whatever area or aspect you're looking to grow and develop in. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then as far as books, you obviously know that majority of the things that we do together and the mm -hmm. class that we teach are leadership based. Yeah. So anything Maxwell. I love Maxwell. I'm like, I'm all over it. Yeah. I love um, Maxwell. He's good. John Maxwell. John Maxwell is the full author name. So if you haven't yes. heard of him, but he, one of our favorites is 360 degree 360 leadership. 360 degree leadership. Yep. Um, he also has the one that we teach in class most often is the, is it the 21? The 21. Laws 21 laws. Yep. Yeah. I don't remember how many there were because we usually dole them out and like students <laughs> get one or two that they have to go over and they present to us. But it's, yeah. um, he has really great leadership principles overall. Yeah. So I, all of, yeah. I mean, I think I probably have 50 have like, to I, have a bunch, a of, his bunch of his books, 50% of his books. And those are the ones so I like to read. How long did it take you to read them? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it took me a minute to get through the 21 laws. <laughs> It took Tequila. me always 21 months almost. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, a little bit. But yeah, no, I, I do. I like any of John Maxwell's books yeah. if, if we're sharing. And that's predominantly what's on my bookshelf um, yeah. right now. So I would say definitely me too. And a lot of our resources, like just by... Um, just by ease are what we are using for class. And I like a lot of Tom, I'm very research based. I have those books too. Because yeah. I think you bought those books for me. I think I did. So Tom Besides Rath the is ones, like strengths finder. Yeah. And we talked about, we did, we actually talked about our strengths um, using strengths finder in a much earlier episode that I don't remember which number Definitely. it was. Um, but that's one that I really like. And then well-being finder well -being we use. Finder. Mm -hmm. Anything research-based. I'm a huge research nerd. Yeah. I'm not even going to list them all. But those to me are self-development and self-growth. Honestly, though, I was just thinking, I was trying to think through. Like, I love Ed Milet, and we talked about that. Um, yeah. This morning, I felt... I felt like we were listening to someone minister to us. Yeah, so we were listening to Eaglebrook Church. Okay, sorry. I woke up this morning and, yeah. and it was a, it was like a pastor and he was preaching to yeah. me. Like that's what I woke up to this that morning. Is what you woke up to. I woke up to like, thank you Jesus for letting me see another day. Let me Gratitude. get let me get this word real quick while yeah. I brush my teeth. Gratitude okay. is super important to me. All right, cool. Um, so we we were listening to that. Sorry, y'all. I was just yeah. asking her like that was just a, an us <laughs> moment just then because I knew I woke up to somebody preaching to me and I was like, let me get this word real you quick did. yes all right um but i was just thinking about the fact that i think it's super important to feed your brains and to feed your minds um Lately, we have been just like on fire coming up with so much of our own individual content right. for us that that in itself, like the two of us just talking about the content that we're going to be talking about or that we're going to be writing about on the blog, to me has been almost like developmental, just having the conversations. Oh, yeah. And so I don't want to dismiss that, too, is that sometimes conversations are paired alongside books and mm -hmm. podcasts and however else you get your learning and, right. you know, knowledge gains. Conversations are going to be super important as well. Um, yeah, that goes back to something that I said earlier about, um, like, the information that you take in and, and how it, helps with the creativity and how you're using it yourself 
and and I think when I listen to these different people and I read these different things, it gets my creativity flowing a little bit better. And when you're talking about content, which she's very good at, and I'm just good at like throwing some ideas out there, but they're silly enough to where she's like, oh, you know what? If we use this in this context and apply it this way, this can be something right here. Um, and yeah, and I do come up with some, some stuff. Most of my stuff be like topics though. Yeah. Which is great. Which, yeah. Gotta have them. You gotta have the topics, but you, you come with the content though. (laughs) Well, at least I don't have to do the podcasting, but I think it's important. So I don't, I don't want to miss this point because we're talking about the, how to learn and we're talking about the intake of information. And this is something that I think that separates the 90% of people who take in information and then their life doesn't really improve or they don't see Mm. improvements and the 10% of people who take in information and they see drastic improvements. Mm -hmm. There's one thing that separates them. And to me, that's action. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh my goodness. Because you can't take information in and then not do anything with it like you can't just expect that like you read a book and then all of a sudden your life is going to change like it's just not how it works no and we talk about this often like the two of us and to you guys as well is that you have to put in the hard work you got to put in the work that's one of that's one of my key principles right you have to and so to me i just want to make sure that that's clear because you can't just like it's important to take in this information and to learn and to absorb as much as you can in the name of self-growth. Right. But if you're not going to do anything with it, why bother? Yep. Like, you got to put in the you work. you got to do the work. And yep. you've got to take action. Or Definitely. Or why bother? Yep. Right. So I wanted to make sure that we covered that. So I got a question for you yeah. um, before we transition to the next one. Um, what type of learner are you? Are you a social learner um, or are you a solitary learner? So social means like, Predominantly, I'll say predominantly because you're going to probably be like, oh, I do both. So predominantly, do you like to learn in groups with other people or do you like to kind of be off on your own and just take in information and learn by yourself? Mm. This is a hard one. I know. Predominantly is the word. I know. Okay. So predominantly, I like to learn by myself. And I think because growing uh, and again, this is I'm not trying to like brag or like look at me go ahead go ahead but i I have always been a very fast learner pat pat yourself on the back sometime baby it's okay sometimes that's okay yes that it's always okay i should you should always pat yourself on the back that's right tell the people yes anyway so i've always been a very fast learner that usually usually until i got to high school anyway that usually and even in college this usually (sighs) put me above the curve and it put me far ahead where if I was learning in a group setting, I would be held back. Okay. And this is actually something that we've talked about before with Anna is that she's very intelligent and we're worried about her going into like a mainstream educational system right. that doesn't have any like gifted programs because we think that she would feel held back or like she wasn't learning very much. Yeah. Um, but this, so until I got to high school where I had a good group of fellow, like there were some intelligent people that I almost felt like 
I hate saying the word competition, um, <laughs> but I am incredibly competitive. Yeah. So I'll just throw it out there. But the competitiveness actually helped us bond as a group and we could learn from each other as a group. So that was the first time I felt like I could learn as a, like in a group setting. After I got to college, it was harder. So I, I should preface this by saying that I graduated from with a class of like 72 people total. And so it was very easy for us to do this and to form these bonds. Um, When I went to college, it was much larger and it was hard for me to find a group that I really fit with. So I kind of navigated back to the solitary learning style. Um, So primarily I would say solitary, but I will say if we are in like a team atmosphere, like at work or you're like learning personalities and strengths of people, I obviously prefer to be in a group. Social. Yeah. Social. I got you. What about you? Predominantly social. I told you I'm I'm an experiential learner learner. So I like to experience and learn with people. That surprises me. Yeah. I am a social. I'm not a solitary learner. I learn. I feel like I learn better with people. One, because you know, like I soak up information and I take in yeah. information. So when I'm with people, I'm pulling information from them. Like, um, by myself, I definitely can take my time and take in the information. Even if I'm learning with people, I'm going to do that regardless. But mm-hmm. when people are sharing information and giving me a different perspective and giving me an opportunity to be in that experience with them and learn, I feel like I'm more productive in my learning in that setting. And I enjoy social learning better. Like anytime you got a a group together to study, I'm like, bet. Let me see your notes. I was that person. Interesting. Let me see your notes so I can see what you got. Um, And I may or may not have notes to share, but um, nah, definitely social um, from a learning aspect. And that doesn't always mean in person. So, you know, if it's, you know, if we share in notes or, or not notes, if we're like, you know, sending emails or something back, yeah. it's still social. Still You're social still and, learning okay. with somebody. So I'm just surprised because I feel like this is so funny because I feel like it's opposite of both of our personalities. Yeah. I feel like based on yeah. our personalities and the way that we would work, mm-hmm. like you would be one to be more solitary learner mm-hmm. and I would be a more social learner. But it's not that way. Like, I'm a very social person and very extroverted, but I prefer right. to learn by myself. <laughs> and you're... I'm the opposite. You're the opposite. Yeah. I don't want to say you're not extroverted, but you're more of an introvert than I am. I am. Yeah. And you prefer to learn in group styles. So that's yeah. very interesting. I do. I like the settings. And, and people probably are wondering, like, why do you like learning in group settings? And you get into group settings and you don't say much because I'm learning. Interesting. I listen and I take in information very, very well. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's true, too. You don't talk much in groups. I do not because I'm so busy listening, absorbing learning and learning. Yeah. yeah. So there's one more thing that I really want to talk about with this one because it's my favorite thing. OK, let's get it. OK, so it's asking permission for things versus not asking permission for things. Ooh, you went there. Yeah. If y'all could see my face, I gave her the stank face just now. He did. And the reason I like this for the how to learn is because I've used this method and I think that there are pros and cons to both. But to me, <laughs> asking permission. Okay, so this was the thing that I thought of when I was thinking through this content today about asking for permission. Yeah. And to me... The example was when, do you remember back when we went and both spoke in Mexico? Yes, of course I remember that. Okay, so to me, asking permission 
for that was kind of scary from multiple perspectives because I got invited by a very good old friend of mine um, that we've been friends for a long time who lives in Mexico in Monterey. Right. And he invited me to come speak. And I was like, I would love to. And at that point, we had Anna. And I went to Daryl before I went back to him. And I said, hey, I was invited to speak in Mexico, but I'm going to ask if you're game, if you want to come with me and speak as well. And Daryl, like, that was risky for me because Daryl could have been like, heck no, we've got, you know, a two-year-old and we're planning a wedding. Like, the wedding was literally a month later. Yeah. Like, we don't have time for this. We can't leave Anna. Like, what are we going to do? We can't do that. No. And so I was afraid he was going to say no. But the minute I got you on the phone, I asked the permission and you were like, yeah. Yeah. I was like, perfect. I was gang. Yeah. So then I had to go back to my friend and say, hey, can my husband come? And luckily, he was like, yeah, that's a great idea. Bring him. And then my... There have been many times where I have also learned by, and I've been put in positions by not asking permission. Mm-hmm. And there, the number one thing I can think of is my the old higher education institution that I used to work at. Um, I was kind of a lower level person, like a coordinator type person, not like a higher, like a director. Um, but I volunteered myself without asking my supervisor or my director to come up with the well-being initiatives and outcomes for the university. Uh And that was a time like when I finally went to my director after it had been approved by our vice president. And he was like, what did you do? And I'm like... I did. I, I'm going to be doing this. And he was like, okay, like there's nothing you can say then. And I don't think he would have said no in the first place, but it was a time that I was like, I'm not even going to ask for permission. I just want to put myself in this position where I can learn as much as I need to. Right. Um, so I think that those, those were two I just wanted to touch on because I think they're important to think about when you talk about how to learn. Right? Definitely. And so the last one is kind of the more ambiguous, like, what what to learn right definitely right so for for you what does this mean um i'll start it off and tell you that when you're talking about what to learn (laughs) learn new information which i highly encourage and which is you know what you should be doing anyways if you're learning but the caveat and the probably most important part is making sure that it's accurate information. Mm. Good Lord, nothing is worse than learning something and it's not right or it's not accurate. Agree. So um, definitely when you're talking about what to learn, yeah, you want to make sure that agree. you learn. Um, and then I think you want to learn what's right for you at the right time. What do you mean by that? So you can always put yourself in a place or a circumstance or situation to learn something new. And it might not be right for you at that time, depending on where you are in life or what your goals are or the type of success that you're trying to achieve. So by putting yourself in a place to learn what's right for you at that time, it's making sure that it aligns with your current goals, your current status, your current setting, um, and, and what you want your success to be in that phase of your life, in that phase of your business, in that phase of your journey. Okay. So, um, so don't waste your time on things that you don't need to learn for that particular phase of your life. Definitely. Okay. Um, so, so that's what I mean by that. Gotcha. Yeah. You want me, I got a couple of more things that I had in my notes. Well, let's about do one that. more. You want to do one more? Yeah. Um, so 
if you're learning anything, um, I think that you have to make sure and you kind of alluded to it earlier, but it is something that will move you to motion okay. or move you into action. Yeah. Um, I, I think that when you're talking about what to learn, you have to make sure that you're learning something that will move you to motion or move you into action. Okay. Um, so you said one more. That was the one. I want to make sure I'm respectful of your request and our time. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, yeah, but definitely I think that if I had one to pick, that would be the big hitter is that anything that you're learning, you're trying to figure out what to learn. Right. It's new information. It's accurate information. It's moving you, you know, forward. Okay. It's an action learn. Gotcha. Okay, good. Well, um, I think that this was a good episode to talk about the learning how not to be stupid yeah definitely. you know it's just learning and self-growth and development is super important to us it and is i think going through the different ways that we have had to teach ourselves certain things especially as it relates to business and it relates to career and it relates to relationships and each other um i think this is a really good episode to talk about that definitely yeah so well that's it yeah until the next time we are out yeah peace bye hey everybody if you like today's episode please subscribe to the success in black and white podcast you'll get notified every time a new episode is posted which is every tuesday if you love this episode help us spread the love rate and leave a review on our itunes podcast episode also share that you listen on social media and tag us on your posts my social media handle is I am Daryl Lovett on all social media platforms. And mine is April Dawn Lovett on all social media platforms as well. Thanks for listening. Oh my gosh, you sound like Keith Sweat. Oh my goodness, really? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. Oh, did it record? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>